Hi friends, welcome back to the show. If you are someone who feels like you've never quite felt confident when it comes to your Instagram strategy, this episode is for you. I'm really happy you're here for this one because this is a topic that I've never fully dug into before here on the podcast, and I'm excited to be tackling it now because I feel like it is going to be even more relevant to you right now going into 2024 than ever before. And I'm not going to lie to you, I spent like the better half of my Saturday writing this episode because it's a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I owe a huge part of the success that I've achieved in my business to Instagram. And the reason I've yet to really provide you guys with any kind of framework here thus far is because she is a beast and I feel like I have to do her justice. So there's just so much to share, but we're going to get into it today. It is so competitive out there right now, you guys. I'm sure you're feeling it, and I feel like we need a framework right now more than ever that is going to provide us with some sort of roadmap for how to reach our people, because right now I feel like they're is not a whole lot of clarity and just a lot of questions. Like, how do I even begin to get the word out on my offerings and gain new followers when the algorithm is changing practically every day and feels like it's working against me? And how do I allow my ideal clients to find me, let alone get them to engage with my content, let alone book me for their wedding? And even if you think that you've found a flow, I want you to be certain that you've covered all of your bases and are set up for absolute success so that your efforts are not going to waste because it takes valuable time and effort to create content. And this podcast is all about putting those efforts where it counts in a way that's going to drive results. This episode is about getting seen, letting your voice be heard, and finding solutions that are going to drastically improve your experience when engaging and selling on social media. So if that's your goal, then let's dive in. Hey, creative business owner, I'm Sarah Wahab, wedding floral designer, business educator, and your go-to source for turning creative dreams into profits that lead to a life of abundance. A decade ago, I embarked on my creative business journey just like you, and today I'm on a mission to share with you all the valuable strategies I've learned along the way. Whether you're navigating the early stages of entrepreneurship or a seasoned pro seeking savvy systems to reclaim your time and take your business to the next level, I know you'll find value and practical solutions here. And hey, amidst all of the CEO hustle, let's not forget to enjoy life in the process. This is a work smarter, not harder kind of podcast. Sound good? Grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy spot, and be prepared to be inspired and motivated on this episode of Coffee, Wine, and Flowers. We're talking about today's social media landscape and effective strategies for those who want to really get serious about their Instagram game and actually have a chance at getting through to your ideal followers. Now, listen, today I'm going to be that friend who gives you the pep talk when you maybe didn't ask for it, but you probably need it the most. It's rough out there on social media, guys, and I know you're feeling it because I'm in the trenches with you. It's like that one scene from Mean Girls where everybody's jumping up on the stage sharing their unsolicited honesty and feelings, and then there's that girl in the crowd that's like, she doesn't even go here. It's chaos out there, absolute chaos. So listen, we have to get serious about this Instagram situation if we want to have our moment, if we want to be popular, if we want to command attention and actually have people listen. 
But in all seriousness, this is not high school and this is not a popularity contest. This is the real world and your business is your livelihood. And trust me, I understand that better than anyone. So don't worry, you've come to the right place. We got this. Now, if you're feeling a little beaten down by social media lately, I feel you. We've all been there and I think we're all feeling this right now more than ever. And if comparison syndrome really has a hold on you right now, you might be looking around seeing other people finding success and feeling like everyone could give a rat's behind about your offerings. (laughs) And when you log off before going to bed after a nice unhealthy doom scroll sesh, you're probably laying your head down telling yourself, nobody cares. Nobody cares what I have to say. I'm irrelevant. I'm invisible. Nod your head if you are feeling this. And listen, you're not alone. We've all felt this way. Now listen, this is the part where I'm going to give you some tough love. I'm going to tell you something as a friend, and you may not like hearing this, but it's true, and I'm sharing this to help you. So hear me out. When you feel like no one cares about your offerings, I hate to break it to you, but it's true. They don't. No one cares what you're selling. No one cares what you're good at. No one cares about your story or what you have overcome, and they don't care how great your product is or how long you've been in business. They do not care. They do not care. Everyone is just out there living their lives, and every so often throughout the day, they pop into Instagram, scroll their feed a little bit as they're standing in line at the store or waiting in the drive-thru or killing time at their desk, thinking about their objectives, thinking about their feelings and wishes and hopes and desires, like how they really wish they could lose 10 pounds or how they're going to figure out what to cook for dinner tonight or about how they're going to afford to retire at 40 or maybe thinking about how they're going to find the perfect florist for their wedding. If you want to be relevant on social media, you have to figure out a way to get into the minds of your potential clients to show them exactly what they're needing and why you are the perfect person to help them tackle that challenge or achieve that desired result. Once you can show up and show them that you are the solution that they've been searching for, all of a sudden, your product and service, your story, your expertise and your craft, all of those details then become relevant. You have to come to the realization that your potential customers are living very deep in their own world and where they are in their mind at any given time is likely light years away from clicking a button and purchasing your product or hiring you for your service. But the good news is the average consumer today is spending a lot of time in their day hanging out on social media. So you have this amazing opportunity to meet them exactly where they're at. And you don't even have to pay to play. It's absolutely free. It's amazing. So that's the good news. And the even better news is with the right strategy in place and by crafting the right message, you can begin to bridge that gap from where they are now to becoming a paying customer and perhaps even a raving fan of your business and brand. So before we begin, let me address a common objection that I hear from a lot of people when it comes to selling on social media that keeps them from going all in, and instead they're kind of just dipping their toes in and hanging out in the shallow end. And that is, I'm afraid of appearing salesy. People don't like to be sold to. This statement is simply not true. 
Actually, Instagram data shows that Instagram is used by 44% of individuals to purchase on a weekly basis. So even if people might say they're tired of ads or don't like to be sold to, truthfully, 44% of users will make a purchase on Instagram every single week. So perhaps what really matters is having the right approach. Maybe people don't like to know they're being sold to. Or maybe people just don't want to feel as if they're being interrupted by a sale attempt that doesn't align with them or their current needs. But when you can master the art of meeting a potential client where they're at, you go from being an interruption to a welcome solution. But here's the added challenge we're dealing with right now in 2024. Everyone is turning up their volume on their social media marketing because guess what? Everyone is trying to reach their ideal client. So it makes it that much harder for your voice to be heard amongst the noise. And here's another thing to consider. Your potential clients are experiencing this too. Let's look at brides and grooms, for example. To an overwhelmed bride who's being bombarded with wedding do's and don'ts and ins and outs of 2024 every time she opens up her Instagram app, are these messages helpful or just pestering, discouraging, and overwhelming? Is a reel stating, here's why florals cost so much, helpful or just poking at her pain that she can't afford her dream wedding? One of the biggest challenges we're all facing right now is how to stand out amongst the herd, but so many people are doing the exact opposite. They're replicating and copying the same trends they're seeing everyone else doing, which waters down the effectiveness of these messages to a point where it's just adding to the noise and can potentially backfire. In getting caught up in what we think is working for other people, or just thinking we need to post just simply to post, we're losing sight of who we're speaking to and the actual objective, which is to reach our ideal clients. And I'm not saying to ignore trends altogether. Some of these strategies become trends for a reason because they work or they worked for someone, but in order for it to be effective, you also have to have a purpose in mind that goes deeper than just following a trend or posting simply to post. And because there are so many others out there blindly posting, all these posts are jamming up the signal. And that's why it's important, so important right now more than ever for you to put your head down, put your blinders on, stop focusing on what other people are doing and start building your own strategy for reaching your own people. Now let's talk about hacks versus strategy. There are plenty of hacks out there being passed around and people spilling their best kept secrets on how to beat the algorithm. And that is not what I'm here to do. I'm going to share with you how you can be 10 times more successful on Instagram and using it to accomplish your goals, but it doesn't involve using a copy and pasted hook phrase that's guaranteed to get you more followers or using trending audio or making your video X number of seconds long and using the proper combination of hashtags, okay? There are always going to be hacks that might help give you an edge in the algorithm, but the truth is the algorithm changes constantly. And I feel like when it comes to hacks, like do this to start getting hundreds more followers on your reels, it's like you'll implement this and finally master it. And then before you know it, the algorithm will change again and everyone is moving on to something else. There are strategies that have to do with the algorithm 
but then there are strategies that have to do with just understanding human behaviors. So the strategies that I want to share with you are the ones that appeal to both of these and that even as trends go in and out will give you a foundation for reaching your ideal clients. This episode is not only going to break down what we're seeing in the current social media space and what strategies are effective in reaching current audiences, but also just general best practice when it comes to engaging online. I want to address some common mistakes that I see a lot of people make on social media and share with you some very basic tweaks that can help set you off on the right foot and help you set that foundation in place that is going to help you continue to reach your ideal clients for years to come. Okay, so real quickly, it's important for me to acknowledge that we are dealing with an app that's constantly changing. I first started using Instagram for my business in 2014, and the app is a very different app today than it was then. There were strategies that were effective for me at a certain point in time that aren't as effective anymore, largely because of the algorithm, but also because there are five times more users on the app today than there were back then. So every year it becomes more and more competitive. But there are also some strategies that have always been effective and will always be effective. And those are the strategies that I absolutely need you to grasp first, because these are like the foundational bricks. If you don't have that foundation in place and you keep trying different strategies or hacks, you're never going to see good results. And I would go so far as to say that if you want to even have a chance at competing for audience attention in 2024 today, having a strategy in place is no longer just helpful, it's absolutely crucial. So let's start with the basics. And even if you've had your account for years, hear me out because some of these might still apply to you. And even if it's not new information to you, then maybe it will at least validate what you're already doing. Here's one absolutely timeless truth about Instagram when it comes to business that was shared with me years ago and that I still carry with me to this day because 10 years later, it still remains true. More followers does not equal more sales. Going viral and reaching hundreds of thousands of people is not nearly as important as reaching the right people. Because when it comes to making sales and building a sustainable customer base, what matters more than your number of followers is what percentage of them are actively engaging with your content. Because if your audience is not actively engaging with your content, then your follower count is just a vanity metric and nothing more. More followers does not equal more sales. This is the umbrella belief that I need you to remember and not just take a mental note, but let this be front of mind whenever you're creating content. Have a reason to create your content that goes deeper than just to gain likes and followers. Your posts need to reach the right people. And this may seem like common sense, you guys. And I'm sure that a lot of people know this is true, but maybe forget that when they're posting to have a purpose with their posts, because I see floors every single day posting on reels on Instagram, and it's not clear to me what their purpose is as far as who they're trying to reach and why they're trying to reach them. What results are they trying to gain from that post? Your purpose in posting should always be one of three things. To gain reach, meaning gain more followers by way of reaching non-followers, to gain engagement, or to make sales, right? As a business, those are our three objectives on this platform. 
So we'll go deeper into each one of these throughout the episode, but for right now, I just need you to understand that each of your posts should always have a purpose if you want to see results. And not just results, but results that get you paying clients and make you money. Now that we understand that followers do not equal sales and that engagement should be our primary goal in social media and that in order to achieve the results we want, our posts need to have a purpose, let's get into the primary strategies for generating that engagement. And more importantly, turning that engagement into sales. Okay, so there's one beginning step that absolutely has to happen before you even open that dang app. And that is figure out who you are speaking to. This is simple stuff, but you'd be surprised how often we get so caught up in creating a post, we lose sight of who we're speaking to and what our objective is with that post. Guys, I love you. You have to get clear on who your ideal client is. I can't even stress to you how important this is. I've filled 20 notebooks over the years with this stuff. I have to remind myself all the time, Who am I serving? Why am I serving them? Why should they listen to me? How am I serving them? What is my objective? It's an ongoing process we have to ingrain in ourselves and remind ourselves time and time again. By now, you guys might be sick of hearing me talk about getting clear on your goals and your vision and your ideal clients, but if you don't have this foundation, you will not have a sense of direction. So get clear on it. Don't just get clear on it. Revisit this often. Become best friends with it. Get to know it intimately. Schedule a date night with it once a month. I'm not kidding. I'm serious. So if you haven't laid the foundational vision for your business, go back and listen to episode six. It's a good one. Okay, so back to your people. Who are they? What are their dreams, their fears, their desires? How do you want to make them feel? The tone of your posts is important. If you use a hook in your video that says, this absolutely makes me cringe when I see people do this, That has a kind of negative energy to it, doesn't it? You might attract an audience that loves to complain and dish about things they find annoying. Is that the energy you want to attract? I don't know, maybe. This is how intentional I want you to be with your content. Be the vibe you wish to see. Your language and tone matters, remember that. Get clear on your messaging, your brand, and who you serve and who you want to attract. Then, once you've done this, once you've identified your ideal client, Stop posting those reels that aren't serving your ideal client. Goodness gracious. Come on now. I saw a whole bunch of flower shops posting this same reel. It was super trendy. You know which one I'm talking about. We're florists. Of course we work on top of piles of petals and have dirty fingernails. And, you know, they go on to say all the funny things that only other florists would identify with. It was cute. I'm not bashing it. It was a trend and we all love a good trend. And these reels were effective in getting engagement. I know they were because they were all popping up on my feed. All these mom and pop flower shops that I don't follow. So the reels worked. The trend worked. But did it though? Well, depends on what those shops were trying to achieve. On one hand, they were seen by a lot of people. I saw the reels and I know I wasn't following those people before. So that's great. I found them entertaining. I really did. They made me smile. I loved seeing all the shop workers having their moment on camera. I love that the shops are getting out there, getting on reels. I love that they got lots of views. I love all of that for them. But did I watch the video and then click on their profile and follow the shop? No, can't say I did. 
Did I go to their website and make a purchase? No, I didn't do that either. And it's a shame because if I were somebody's husband looking for somewhere to place an order for my wife for Valentine's Day, I probably would have. But I'm not because I'm a florist. Because who was finding those trending videos funny? Probably other florists because they're the ones who found it relatable. So who were all those people watching the entire reel and liking the post? Florists. And who is the algorithm pushing that video out to? More florists. So I give this example to show you that just because your post is getting a lot of views and a lot of likes doesn't necessarily mean it's getting you more business. This is what I'm talking about. I see people make this mistake all the time. It's just a loving reminder. If you wanna be popular with other florists, by all means, post more videos like that. For someone like me who has a product that I sell to florists, this is an effective strategy. Florists are part of my ideal audience. But if your goal is to attract people who want to buy flowers, then post with the purpose of engaging those people by finding a way to relate to them. If I were doing Valentine's Day this year, which I'm not, but if I were, and if I were trying to reach husbands who need flowers for their wives for Valentine's Day, golf dads of Instagram would totally be part of my target audience. Because since I'm married to one, I know that golfer dads have a whole audience on Instagram reels. And I know these guys probably can afford nice flowers because, you know, golfing is not exactly an inexpensive hobby. And guess what? A lot of these golfers are married and you bet they haven't ordered flowers yet for Valentine's Day. So that's an example of having a strategy behind your posts. And if you come up with a strategy and one of your reels goes viral, you better have your bio dialed in and a clear call to action on your profile and make sure once they click on your profile, there's no question of exactly where they should click to place an order. By golly. So you see now how all this works? Okay, so let's talk about that. How do you set up your profile to capture leads? So your posts are how you are gonna generate visibility and awareness. Your profile is how you capture those leads. The last thing you want to do is go through all this effort crafting the perfect reel and then the person does the thing you want them to do and goes to your profile and they're interested but they can't figure out how to navigate it or get in contact with you or there's no clear call to action so they get confused and then you lose a sale because there was no clarity on what your potential customer should do next. So get your profile dialed in first. Then we can start the fun part of creating the juicy content to get more eyeballs on your page. What does your profile consist of? When someone comes on your page, what do they see? Your bio, your highlight bubbles, and your feed. So let's start with your bio. In order to effectively capture a lead, your bio has to do two things. It has to A, reassure them that they're in the right place, and B, it has to show them where to go and what to do next. So there's pretty much three lines of text that you can have in your bio. So the first line should be your name and your title or what you do. The second line should be who you help and how you help them. And the third line should be how they can engage further. So this is called a call to action. It tells them what to do, click on this link, etc. 
The more creative, specific, unique, and original you can be, the more your bio will help grab attention and get the right people to hit follow. But at the same time, there's kind of a happy balance here between creative and clear because you don't want it to be too creative where it's not really clear. And the words in your bio are, I believe, searchable. So you also want to consider having some like keywords in there in case someone might be searching for a specific thing. Okay, so let's talk about that second line of your bio where you tell people who you help and how you help them because this is a super important one, probably the most important section of your bio. So let's look at a wedding floristry example. Wedding florist serving Orange County and Los Angeles brides. Versus example two, let's create a wedding floral fantasy that will wow your guests. This allows them, not only allows, it forces them to visualize the result that you can deliver to them. So it really transports them to that feeling of what it will feel like once they've worked with you. So that skill of causing your audience to visualize the results they can get from listening to you or engaging with your content is a recurring theme that you'll hear me talk about because it's the most effective skill in crafting messages in marketing. And remember, the market is so much more competitive right now. So mastering this is not really just optional anymore. It's absolutely crucial that you get your messaging right. Okay, so another profile tool you can use to help you capture leads and guide your audience to next steps is your highlight bubbles. A lot of people use highlights to show past weddings, which is a good use of highlights, but how much more effective would it be to use them to direct potential new followers in ways they can further engage with your brand and potentially work with you? So here are some examples of how you could use your highlights to welcome your audience and help them navigate your offerings. You could do an about highlight that talks about you as a lead designer or about your business and your story. You could have a services highlight. Maybe you have one for brides and one for florists if you serve both of those types of audiences or if you just serve brides, maybe this highlight is a story that breaks down what the process is of working with you or the different service tiers that you offer. You could do a resources highlight, so free downloads or things to maybe capture email leads and grow your email list. So anything that you want every single new follower to see. This is a great thing to think about when crafting a set of highlights. It's basically a way to welcome new followers and direct them in how to further engage with your brand. It gives them all the necessary information. It answers questions that they might have right off the bat. A third way that you can help welcome new followers on your page and guide and direct them is through controlling which posts they see first on your feed. So which posts show up at the top of your feed? And you can control that now with a new feature that's called pinning posts. So how do you do this? You go to the post you want to pin to the top of your feed you click the three dots in the top right-hand corner, tap pin to your profile, and you can pin up to three posts. So which kind of posts would you want to pin? Any posts that are relevant to everyone who comes on your page. So either posts that went viral to establish credibility and show them what other people have found to be the most popular or interesting, or posts that will help your new audience members or 
really resonate with them. I think it's a good opportunity to pin posts where you might be able to build a connection right off the bat. So a post that was really near and dear to your heart, anything that you really want your incoming audience members to see right away when they come on your page. Okay, so those are the three ways to optimize your Instagram profile, your bio, your highlight bubbles, and your pinned posts. So now let's talk about how to approach content creation. I mentioned before that your content needs to have a purpose, and that purpose needs to align with your goals and objectives. As far as the type of post, like if you're sitting here wondering, should I be creating reels or static posts? It does make a difference in your engagement. So if you're trying to optimize engagement as much as possible, and that is your primary goal, reels would probably be a good idea. Data shows that reels get 22% more engagement on average than standard video posts. Now, in my experience, carousel posts, which are static posts in your feed where you swipe through multiple images, get the second highest engagement more so than single image posts, and specifically when those carousels are informational graphics. So addressing a topic like a frequently asked question from your audience, the question or topic will display on the first slide, and then that will be the hook that causes people to swipe through and read all of the slides. And so those additional slides will break down the answer into three to four points or steps. So these posts also do really well if it's a topic that grabs a lot of attention and that is a a really frequently asked question or something that people really want to know the answer to or just like walking them through a really helpful process because these posts provide a lot of value and posts that provide a lot of value typically earn a lot of engagement. So those are two types of posts that I would focus on to get the highest possible results. And now we'll get into how to craft a post strategically. So I mentioned before that when you create a post, you typically have one of the following three objectives to gain reach, meaning reach non-followers to gain engagement or to make sales. And these all work together as each one meets your clients at a different stage of the sales process. So if you effectively nurture all three of these areas, your account acts as a funnel that slowly guides people to your paid offers. So just in case this is your first time being introduced to the concept of a sales funnel, this is a broad marketing concept that extends beyond Instagram, but for this discussion, I'm applying it to your Instagram channel. So in your marketing funnel, the posts geared towards increasing reach, those are focused on introducing new people to your brand for the first time. This is considered top of funnel or the awareness phase making people aware of your brand. So this is when they may decide to hit follow and in doing so, they enter into your funnel. The posts that are made to generate engagement are how you get those audience members to start interacting with your brand and your offers. This is called the interest phase. Their actions like sharing, saving, or commenting on a post are showing that they have increasing interest in your brand. The posts that are created for the purpose of making sales, those are the ones where you are directly pointing to a product or service and you're inviting them to make a purchase. 
There are other steps that fall into the sales funnel that come in between the interest phase and a customer deciding to finally make a purchase, but these are the main three. So a comprehensive marketing strategy would be to create different posts that meet each of these three objectives so that at any given time, you're always serving clients in every single phase, naturally guiding them to the next phase. So this is kind of the big picture strategy as far as how these three different types of posts work together. And now I'm going to go into each of these three different post types and how I would go about crafting a post for each of these different objectives. But first, I want to give you a very basic formula that can be applied to any post that you're making. So in general, A successful post on Instagram consists of these three things. The first thing is a hook phrase. The hook phrase is basically the first sentence of your post that the audience sees, hears, or reads. And this is the phrase that's going to capture their attention. And it's very important, perhaps the most important part of your post, Because no matter how much value your post provides, whether it's in the content of the video or in the caption, if the audience doesn't make it past the first two seconds, if they don't make it past that hook phrase, it doesn't matter because they will never see the rest of your post. So you might put hours into crafting and editing this beautiful reel, but then you fail to effectively grab their attention in the first one to two seconds of your video And what happens? That person swipes on past and all the effort that went into your post is completely pointless because if the first five people that Instagram shows your post to don't engage with it, that post dies immediately. (laughs) This is true. This is what we're dealing with. This is what I'm talking about. It's tough out there, you guys. I see you putting the effort in and I, I want it to work. So... You have to have a really compelling hook phrase. It doesn't matter what type of post, so whether you're doing this for awareness, engagement, or sales, it doesn't matter if this is on a reel or in a static post and this is the first sentence of your caption, you want to have that good hook. So here's an example of a hook if your ideal audience is brides. Brides, there's one thing you must know before hiring your florist. So if I'm a bride scrolling and these words pop up on my screen, you bet I'm sitting through to the end of the video or scrolling down to read the caption to find out what that one thing is that I must know before hiring my florist. Okay, so that's a hook. The second component of a successful post is it provides value in the form of an answer or solution. So in terms of how you deliver this value, it could be throughout the video, or if you want to keep the video shorter, it can be delivered down below in the caption. This step is important because it gives you that chance to build credibility and trust with your audience by providing value. It shows your audience why they can trust you and gives them a reason to want to buy from you. The third component of a successful post that you absolutely want to include on every single one of your posts is a call to action. I mentioned having a call to action in your bio. You also want to have one there. That is like tap the link below, visit our website, contact us here. But in your post, you also want to have a call to action and that could be a variety of different things. But basically what you're doing is you're telling your audience the next steps. So after someone watches your entire video and reads your caption, 
What is your next goal after that? What do you want to accomplish in your post? What do you want your audience member to do next? How can they find out more? How can they contact you? How can they take the next step in the process of working with you? So before you end your caption, tell them what that next step is. Ask them to do something. Tell them what you want them to do. So should they follow for more tips? Save this post so they can come back to it later. Share the post with a friend who could relate. Tap the link in your bio to read the full blog post on the same topic. Download a freebie that they can find in your highlights. So there's so many different types of calls to action that you can include in your different posts. And whatever call to action you include will depend on the goal that you have behind that post. And it will relate to whatever value that you've delivered in that post. So it all ties together. So quick tip here, saving and sharing are the two most valuable actions in terms of helping you in the algorithm. So if your audience clicks the save icon or if they click the share icon and reshare it to their stories or send it to a friend, those actions are powerful in terms of helping you in the algorithm. So creating posts that are highly shareable or that prompt them to hit save are good directions to take. So think about what would prompt someone to save a post or share it with somebody. What types of videos make you want to save or share? Maybe a recipe, a tip you don't want to forget, a system like a four-step framework for achieving something or a process to follow. Those are posts I typically save so I can find them again later, more so than a post where it's cute, maybe it's helpful, but not valuable enough that I'm like, I need to save this so I can find it later. Instead, I'm just like, okay, I'm okay to swipe and lose this forever. So that's one thing that you want to think about is having that level of value. Okay, so you guys have listened to me talk for almost 40 minutes about strategy on Instagram, and I really want to share with you the breakdown of how to approach different posts depending on your specific goal and objective for that post, whether it's building awareness and getting more followers or generating engagement or generating sales, but that is going to have to be continued in another episode because I don't want to bore you guys and this is a really important component so I really want you guys to come back and hear this part when you're fresh. Also today at the time of this recording is the Super Bowl and I really don't want to miss this chance to hang out with my family and just enjoy the rest of this Sunday. So I will see you back next week and we will dive into the specific strategy for achieving particular goals on Instagram and I'm really excited to dive into that with you guys next week. So I'll see you then. Friends, this concludes another episode of Coffee, Wine, and Flowers podcast. Loved today's episode? Share the love by leaving a review. Now let's take it to Instagram. Snap a pic, share your takeaways, and give us a shout out using hashtag coffeewineflowerspodcast. And don't forget to tag us at Mulberry and Moss for a chance to be featured. For tools and resources to grow your business, visit mulberryandmoss.com slash shop or catch up on all the latest episodes and show notes at mulberryandmoss.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Keep flourishing and enjoying the journey. Cheers. Cheers.